Good morning. Good to see everybody. Uh, welcome to Arlington. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm really uh, honored and proud uh, to be here as the head coach representing the University of Oklahoma. Um, our football players, our coaches, and their families, and certainly our administration. Um, what, a, what an honor it is to sit here in front of you all here today. Um, I'd also like to congratulate and uh, recognize our players, too, that have earned the right to be here today. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, quarterback. Marvin Mims, our wide receiver. Ethan Downs, a defensive end. Woody Washington, one of our cornerbacks. And Justin Broyles, uh, one of our defensive backs as well as a Big 12 champion. Congratulations uh, to Justin. Um, I'm just thankful to be here. Uh, as you all know, I'm the new head coach at Oklahoma. And, uh, but I'm not new to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, this will be my 14th year uh, at the university, certainly a different capacity. And, uh, but I couldn't be more thrilled and excited about the opportunity um, that I have in front of me. Um, before I get to just what the last seven months have been like, uh, and you all have plenty of questions for me, I would like, just like to throw out some statistics here um, because I know this will answer a few of your questions. Um, what, we're, what we've been um, working through um, the last several months, starting in uh, December. Um, but this year, the, this version of the Oklahoma Sooners 2022 Team 128 will comprise of 40% of our roster will have never put on a Sooner jersey uh, in a game before until this fall. So 33 scholarship players and 15 walk-ons. Um, 15 uh, of those guys, one, one was a walk, or two of them were walk-ons and uh, 13 uh, scholarship are the transfers. Um, but with those, uh, we have 243 starts out of those 15 uh, transfers, 40, 444 games played, because I know a lot will be and has been made of uh, how much we lost on both sides of the ball from a production standpoint. Uh, Jeffrey Johnson, has 44 career starts. Dylan Gabriel, 25 career starts. Trey Morrison, 44 career starts. Uh, Kyle Ergenbright, 34 career starts. Uh, McCade Mator, 28. Uh, Jonah Lalulu, 18. And uh, uh, our, our tight end, Parker, 25 uh, career starts. I got six back on offense. We got six back on defense. Got uh, Michael Turk and our punt returner, and Marvin Mims, and um, Eric Gray is our kick returner coming back. And, uh, and then just breaking down the roster uh, another step further, it's virtually 50% of our rosters, juniors and seniors, 50% are freshmen and sophomore. We'll have 13 uh, graduates uh, as well uh, as we kick off the 2022 season. So um, as you all can imagine, um, the last seven and a half months, um, there's been a lot going on in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, you only get one opportunity, one chance to be a, uh, a first-time head coach and to do things the right the first time. So we've been very patient and um, have tried to nurture through the process uh, foundationally of building our program the right way through uh, relationships, uh, through accountability, through structure, through discipline. And, uh, and uh, certainly there's been a, a lot of things from recruiting, building a staff, um, doing some new things from a, uh, a facility standpoint, um, transitioning, uh, you know, from uh, being a, uh, an assistant to a head coach. And um, every day there's something new, as you all know. 
Um, whether if you just take yourself back to those moments when you, uh, when you went from uh, elementary school to middle school, right? <laughs> or you went from middle school to high school and the transition, all the things you nurse. Sometimes you just got to go through it. When you went from being single to being married, you went from not having any children to having children, and you kind of learn as you go. And uh, so that's what the last seven and a half months have been uh, like for me. I feel I'm very prepared for this moment. I've been uh, uh, very fortunate that I've been associated and been a part of programs where, uh, to me, there's three Hall of Fame uh, coaches that have influenced me in Bill Schneider at Kansas State, Bob Stoops at Oklahoma, and, uh, and I know without question that uh, it will, he will be a, uh, a Hall of Fame coach in Dabble Sweeney uh, at Clemson. So I've been really fortunate to be around a lot of great people, tremendous football players that have helped me get here to this moment. <clears throat> And, um, and I couldn't be more excited. And, uh, but uh, it's been just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so uh, I'm really excited to get back with the team now um, as summer's coming to a close and we're getting ready to stall, start, uh, start up fall camp here uh, August 4th. And, uh, but having an opportunity to be around the players all summer. And what I love about this game um, that I'm associated with is the true transformation, both inside and out, that, that happens uh, on these young guys' journeys. So um, it's, I'm blessed beyond what I deserve to be a part of those journeys. And, uh, but I'll I'm gonna open it up uh, for questions. All right. Kurt, I haven't forgotten about you, buddy. I'm going to get to you. Uh, Jen? Jenny, there you are. Hey, Brent. Hey, Jen. Jenny Carlson with the Oklahoman. Last time Oklahoma hired a head coach from outside the program, you were part of that staff with Bob Stoops. You guys brought in a transfer quarterback in Josh Heupel. We saw what he did for the program. Now with you guys bringing Dylan in, what does he need to do for your team this season? Well, there, that's a great question. There's certainly parallels um, in many ways, um, bringing an ex experienced lefty and, uh, in, in our first year. Um, but to me, it goes back just to the people. You know, you got to be good enough. Uh, Dylan Gabriel's a winner. Uh, you know, there's, you can't say it any better than that. He's thrown for over 8,000 yards, completed over 60% of his passes, um, incredible uh, touchdown to interception ratio, um, just a great leader uh, as, as he is, again, he's our quarterback. And uh, certainly anything can happen uh, as we move forward through fall camp. Um, it's always about daily competition. But I feel great. I can lay my head down at night knowing um, not just what he has done on the football field, but the t quality of the person he is. And he's about all the right stuff. Uh, he's dependable. He's reliable. He's accountable. He's humble. Um, he's, he's one of our hardest workers. Uh, shows up early. He's the last one to leave. Um, always working to improve. And just to, so he, he leads by example, and guys, guys follow him. You know, he's a galvanizer of people. We'll go over here to the left, Coach. Hello, Coach Venables. I'm Hayden Farr. I'm with OUinsider.com. I just wanted to ask you real quick, with all of the losses and additions uh, via the transfer portal, who has really stepped up and embraced a leadership role for this team? Well, it's, it's been a, I got I got, you know, five of them here with me today. And um, so I don't, won't uh, go through each and every one of them today, but I've been most excited about, I can go through a laundry list of more players, okay? And I, it was kind of a struggle to figure out who's earned the right because, you know, I'm limited in the number of guys I can bring. So 
um, it's really been uh, you know a team effort from a, from a, a leadership standpoint. There's been uh, buy-in um, at every position on both sides of the ball. Um, I would be remiss if I just named a few a few guys, and certainly the five guys that are here today have earned the right as leaders, as guys that have invested, as guys that have been about it. You know, I talk about be about it. Quit talking about it. I want guys that are going to be about it. I'm looking for doers, not takers. And these guys here today represent a, a great locker room uh, of a bunch of great leaders. All right, Coach, we're going to go to the right, way over here to the right, waving the hand. Hey, I'm Jay Swick of KIMB, CBS hey, Sports Radio, Oklahoma City. I wanted to ask you, about your coaching, uh, well, career, there's been a lot of schools over the years that have been interested in hiring you as a head coach. You've turned them all down. What was it about the University of Oklahoma that made you decide to come back and be a head coach? Again, great question. Um, I learned a long time ago uh, from, from Bill Snyder, the grass isn't greener. Um, and I always believed that. He said it, and I believed it. I wrote it down, and I just that was in my, my coaching Bible 101. And, and as I, I was a baby of three boys in my own family, and I learned from my, my older brother's uh, mistakes, if you will. And, and I tried to do the same thing as a, as a young coach. To, um, I never learned how to be great in two places at one time. And uh, to be great as a football player, you got to have your feet underneath your hips. Right, you can't have your feet way out here, outside of your shoulder pads, and to be a great um, in any profession, I just think I believe wholeheartedly try to be great right where you're at, and um, and so I've just been a very loyal, patient, not a person that try to learn from others, but I think that also comes back to just trying to be very uh, thankful and appreciative of the opportunities that I have. I'm loyal to my players, loyal to the colleagues, loyal to the people that have believed in me, and, um, and that has served me well through my career. Um, countless opportunities to evaluate, you know, new opportunities, um, but there's only, um, this, this was a very special opportunity for me. Oklahoma has been near and dear to my heart. I left um, uh, in a very emotional state when I left Kansas State to come to Oklahoma. But my last words to Coach Snyder, um, as I was still learning and, and I had a ton of growth ahead of me. And as I told Coach Snyder, I wanted an opportunity to coach at a place like Oklahoma. And uh, so it's a special place. You know, it's the winningest program in the modern area. Uh, the most championships, uh, conference championships in the history of college football with 50. Uh, the only program since 2000 that has not had a losing season in the Power Five. And so winning is very hard. Being consistently at the top of your game is even harder. So Oklahoma has exemplified that both on the field and probably for me and my piece in making the decision off the field from a leadership standpoint, from an alignment standpoint. Uh, so whether that starts with Joe Harris, our, our president, who was uh, the dean of the law school uh, when I was there uh, for those 13 years, or uh, Joe Castiglione, um, who, who hired Bob Stoops, um, and I was a part of that initial staff back in 1999, and so many countless others, whether it's Larry Nafee um, or Zach Salmon, and so many people in the administration. And then the, 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 um, what Oklahoma has stood for. You know, we're, we're talking with uh, the other players on the uh, on the Sprinter van over here, uh, just talking about uh, success coming in here. Um, and you got some guys that um, are sophomores and some guys that are six-year seniors. And I wanted to hear their experiences here in Arlington. 
And, uh, and I'm the only one that had a loss in this stadium, by the way, out of that group. So whether Marvin Mims went 4 or 5-0 and oh as a high school player or uh, beating Texas or Iowa State or, or Baylor, uh, TCU, uh, Florida, um, um, myself, I certainly uh, we were 2-1, and one, uh, beat Nebraska and uh, beat Notre Dame while I was at Clemson. And, of course, we lost to BYU 14-13 in 2009 uh, here. So I think we're – um, collectively, not including the high school, give or take six or seven and one here. So um, I say that with all humility um, that this place um, has a standard of excellence that um, takes a backseat to nobody. So to have an opportunity to become the head coach at a place that um, is near and dear to my heart, where all four of my children were born here, um, I've been very invested in the community in Norman, in the university, in that football program. Um, still have great, great relationships. My life's all been about the people that I've been associated with that have helped me along the way. Uh, Bob Stoops, Joe Castiglione, Larry Nafee, um, certainly Joe Harris, and so many amazing football players at Oklahoma, and certainly the other stops that I got there, but I've had so many uh, of those former Oklahoma players uh, that have helped me get to this moment. And um, I have 17 former players on my staff so again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be about it. And, um, and that's what I've always, I've been a very connected person my whole life. And uh, it's always about the people. The people always make the place, but Oklahoma is a special place. And so it was uh, when everything got right and I knew that um, I was going to be um, supported the way that I feel like I needed to, to be a successful head coach, it was a no-brainer. It was a slam dunk. All right, Kurt. Uh, Kurt Bowles, hey, Kurt. American Statesman. Hey, Brent. Uh, Oklahoma seems to have lost its identity as a dominant defensive program uh, with great offensive powerhouses. How hard is it going to be to restore that identity to Oklahoma, especially in a league as offensive as the Big 12? Well, again, if, if, you, if you went to last year's press conference, wherever I did a press conference or 10 years ago and I did a press conference, wherever I did a press conference, I'm going to really answer that the same way. Um, do we have to establish some standards at Oklahoma? Our standards as, a, as, a, as an offense and defensive staff, me as the head coach, absolutely. And that's, that's took, that process took place from the moment I took the job. And uh, very clear, you have to rehearse your beliefs. You have to rehearse what your values are. You have to rehearse what your standards are. Uh, continuously, as you uh, nurture and develop um, a culture of excellence, a culture of, of great defense, what that looks like. And, um, and then sometimes you got to go through it to grow and improve. The improvement process sometimes, um, and for me personally, it never happens fast enough, ever. And, um, but I also have a very good perspective on what that's going to look like, both the highs and the lows of it. And uh, so I think it's important that um, um, as we get into our inaugural season um, that we'll, we'll create a baseline and then we'll build from there. And um, it, it's, it's not going to be um, what I just left at Clemson, but that, it wasn't that way uh, when we got there in 2012 either. And you develop that through a lot of uh, work, a lot of um, – Players believing in what you're doing. Um, certainly, staff chemistry and cohesion is an incredible uh, part of that. It's really once you start playing games, figuring out what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and then playing to those strengths, protecting your weaknesses, and then developing uh, and improving in those areas of weakness. And so, um, 
I have a very clear vision for what it looks like. We've worked really hard and diligently the last several months to show our players, um, coach them, teach them, um, allow them to see it on videotape of what it looks like. A picture is worth a thousand words. And so, um, you know, uh, how long that process will take, it'll never happen fast enough, I can assure you. And, uh, but what I love about this team is the hunger and the willingness to commit to what we've asked them to do. Like they have answered the bell every step of the way. And I, anybody that knows me will tell you, I, I'll, I'll call it exactly how it is, good, bad, or indifferent. And so I've been incredibly pleased with the work that these guys have committed to and the hunger and the um, uh, awareness that they have. Okay, here's where we are. This is where we need to get better. Because remember now, you're dealing with a, a, a locker room that has won 78 games the last seven years, that have played in a bunch of playoffs and a bunch of championship games. I think um, – I think – Oklahoma is give or take 13 and one uh, in, in conference championship games. Uh, 2003, uh, Kansas State was the last one and the only one. This is a group and this is a locker room that's used to winning. Um, uh, do we need to improve in every area? Absolutely. We got to get better in every area. It's not, it's not just the defense. It's every uh, single area for us to have the kind of program um, that we want to have. And, th and that's discipline, that's tough, that's precise, that's explosive, um, that's uncommon effort. You know, it's being, uh, you know, relentless, you know, playing, uh, you know, with, with chemistry and, and uh, unity and playing for, uh, you know, the name across their jerseys. And, um, you know, we got a lot of work to do. And there's no question about it. But um, I think that our issues, our first world um, uh, problems in the, in the landscape of college football, um, but I'm not naive. I, I, I recognize um, better than anybody, um, you know, where we're at and what we got to do to improve. And so it's a process. You have to go through it. Um, you know, what I've learned, I've learned from other people uh, from a scheme standpoint. And, and, and so it's not like you have these magical schemes. Um, and, and so, but we all share in uh, both the success and the failure. So um, we all have been, again, diligently uh, putting calluses on those hands and, and working hard to um, develop an identity. And, and uh, again, that'll continue to be established. My expectation as we begin our, our year and a true measure of success, and I've got lots of ways to measure success, but one of the most important measures of success is all right, where we start August 4th and where do we end Okay, the last week of November, all right? And my expectation is improvement, all right? Better than when we started. And, and some of it will be incremental, and, and some of it won't be noticeable to the naked eye, and then some of it, hopefully, um, it'll be incredibly transparent. And um, so that's when you know um, that you're, you're doing things the right way, that you're, you're better uh, at the end than when you start. It's pretty simple. And, uh, but you do that with a daily focus. And you can't worry about someday uh, if you don't focus on today. And so um, literally, and that's not a cliche and everything else, that's really young people have a hard time focusing, old people have a hard time focusing. And so we're just, it's a daily process for us. It's a, a daily uh, focus of improvement. And, uh, and our guys have bought into that. And that's what I love. There's an innocence about this locker room um, that you, I've really, really have um, grown to love. And, uh, but the work, the commitment, and the hunger, as well as the self-awareness. And uh, it's one thing, because nothing's, uh, 
uh, more for, for me as a coach, uh, more discouraging than somebody that doesn't want to be coached, that somebody that fi thinks that they have it all figured out or somebody that, that, that has an overinflated opinion of themselves. So we have a lot of humility, a lot of toughness, a lot of um, hunger in that locker room. And uh, so that gives you, from a foundation standpoint, Kirk, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, reason to believe that, all right, that's, that's where it all starts, is attitude, it's mindset uh, to get it started in the right direction.